Hi, I'm Lucas Mack, and welcome to another episode of The Golden Rule Revolution, where inspiration and purpose come from treating people like people and nothing less. And I am excited to have Morin Salon on as our guest today. Morin is a lifestyle entrepreneur, health and fitness expert, social media influencer, media personality, and fitness model. Let's welcome Morin Salon. Hi. Hello. Thank you for joining today. Thank you. I'm so, so excited to be here. I love you. I think everything you're doing is absolutely amazing. So I am thrilled to be chatting with you today. Thank you. You're you're awesome. (laughs) We have built quite an incredible friendship and I want people to know about you. I mean, you you are such an inspiration. You have a, a huge following. You are a entrepreneur. You are a fitness competitor, model, a bikini competitor. I mean, you do so many things. And yet through it all, <laughs> you are one of the kindest, most inspiring oh. people I have ever met. Thank um, you. Where does that come from? Wow. All of that. I mean, yes. To, to first kind of address what you brought up. Yes. I'm doing a ton of different things. And to me, it all, it really comes down to my drive to create a life that is filled up with the things that I'm most passionate about and the things that I really, really love. So my interests, um, you know, spending time with the people that I love, doing things that I really enjoy and um, serving and helping others with, you know, my unique gifts. And so what I'm doing with, with all of these different projects and businesses is working to pull as much of those things that really excite me into my life and into my day-to-day as possible. How is the industry specifically with the fitness and, you know, the bikini competitions that you are involved in? I'm sure those are hyper competitive. How does the golden rule help you not only build your brand, but how you interact with those that you compete with? Mm. Yes. So competing is actually a newer thing for me. I, in the bikini and fitness world, I've been an athlete my entire life. I played soccer and just about every other sport growing up and played soccer quite competitively and um, have worked in fitness the last three or so years, but only in the last six months started getting into competing. And I, it's, it's been a really fun learning process and an entirely new thing, you know, something I'd never done before. And frankly, you know, two years ago, I wouldn't have thought that I would have ever competed. It wasn't really on my radar or, um, that interesting to me. And I have really, really fallen in love with it and have a ton of fun doing it. And I think as, as the golden rule applies to that, I think with fitness, um, in general, the golden rule, like the first thing about that is loving yourself first. Mm, And in the fitness space, and especially in the competitive fitness space, you know, there can be a really fine line between loving yourself and your body and appreciating your body and pushing yourself and not, I think. And so I am really, really passionate about bringing that conversation of true self-love, self-worth, confidence, and what it means to really love your body and 
and at the same time, always want to push it to the next level. Um, I'm really excited to bring that conversation to this space in a really powerful way because I think it doesn't always um, get addressed because it's a it can be quite quite a thing going through these fitness competitions and it can be something that can you know mess with your head for sure um, and I think with regard to other people you know and when you're competing like you know in a literal sense competing with against others quote unquote I think it's still as with anything whether it's professional or in a more competitive sense like like athletics it's not about looking at those uh, the other people out there, you know, it's about yourself and your journey and being better every day, you know, the next day than you were the day before. And, um, you know, every time you compete, getting on stage and bringing a more competitive package compared to who you were the last time you were up on stage. And mm. so looking at other people as, you know, other humans who are on this same journey of pushing themselves alongside you and not as something that like, you know, the competition that you need to take down, but really approaching it with grace and love and, um, and recognizing that everybody's on their own journey in that. And you guys get to, you get to do it together. And that's a, it's a mm -hmm. fun experience to be able to do that kind of thing with, with other people who are pushing for really awesome goals and up to cool stuff in the world. That's beautiful. So it sounds like, you know, the, the Teddy Roosevelt quote, comparison is the thief of joy. It sounds like to focus on your own journey and to love yourself is the healthiest way you can also show love to others because it allows them to focus on themselves and their journey. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I, I think with that too, I mean, when we, with anything, whether it is business you know, business success, social media numbers, pictures on social media, on stage competing, you name it, you know, it's when you're starting to focus on other people, you're, you're missing the point, you know, you're not, you're not getting out of the experience, what you, you could be. And I think there's such a, um, you know, a, a beautiful experience to be had in doing these sorts of things. And, and two, when you're comparing yourself to other people, like you have no idea what's going on behind the scenes or in the background, or if it's social media, like goodness, that's social media is, I mean, I love social media. It's where I yes. run the majority of my businesses and I have so much fun with it. And realizing that social media tends to be a highlight reel of our lives. And for, for myself personally, I try to do my best to really be, raw and real on my social media, which comes out a lot in my like live videos and Instagram story and stuff like that. But I think it's really important to, you know, when you start comparing yourself to other people and what others are doing, like you really are only getting a very small glimpse of, of the reality of that situation. And so then like you're setting yourself up for a whole bunch of like just expectations and, disappointment and, and stuff that's honestly unrealistic. And you may be totally off too, mm. is the thing you may be creating a story in your mind about someone else or something else that's going on. That's totally inaccurate. And mm. to me, frankly, it's not worth the mental energy or the potential stress of going there with 
with unknowns, you know, staying focused on your stuff and what you can control and what you know to be true. That to me is, is how we got to do it. Mm. Um, and I think too, then we're able to, you know, when you're focusing on your stuff and how you can show up in the world as a better version of yourself, then you're able to influence in a positive way all the other people around you and be an inspiration to others rather than focusing on what everyone else is up to. So hmm. it's a waste of time. That's, that's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. It, um, what's seen is, is just a, a snapshot in time and usually an edited snapshot in time versus the real life and what people really go through. And I think I want to commend you because you are so vulnerable and that's one of the beautiful things about you is just taking people through your journey and you've built, you've built quite a following. You have more than 15,000 people following you on Instagram. How is your audience interaction inspired you to keep going? How, how has their response to your content shaped your purpose in putting more content out there? Yeah. You know, it's in doing what I do in the health and fitness space, you know, my, passion and what I feel very much my purpose is, is to inspire people to transform their lives and to transform their lives with health and wellness. Because I think that no matter what you do and what you're passionate about, that must be a key component in your life. You know, if you, if you aren't feeling your best inside and out, you're not going to be showing up as the best version of you, no matter what it is, whether it's to be a parent, to be an employee, to be a boss, to be a you know husband, wife, you name it. And so it's my passion to inspire people to transform their lives through health and fitness and ultimately in doing so really create their ideal life and live like their most epic, awesome life possible. Mm. And so my goal is to, yeah, share my journey on social media. I love, I love sharing stuff that I'm passionate about and excited about and being able to share other people and or share that with other people. And if that inspires somebody to maybe, you know, try something new or adopt a new exercise routine or try a new healthy recipe or, you know, do something exciting, start a business, you name it, like that is to me is the coolest thing mm. ever. And when I get feedback from people, um, whether it's people that I'm actively working with or not, you know, if it's somebody who has been following me and I get a comment on a picture or a direct message about how, you know, something inspired them or they've been watching things for a couple months and they decided to start going to the gym as a result and they've really you know, started to love themselves in, in a whole new way through discovering healthy lifestyle. Like that to me is so, so profound. Mm. And honestly, as like cliche as it sounds, it's, it means so much more than the paycheck, you know, like, mm. yes, I love making great money. You know, I, I, flexibility and freedom and choice that is not possible without money. And I am all for creating a freedom lifestyle and getting those like one-off messages from somebody about how their lives have, have changed, even just from the smallest thing that I've done. That is, you know, those, those are the moments that like make me tear up over, over getting like a big, right 
payday or something. And so that's, it's really, really special to me to be able to do that. And I think social media is such a cool platform to be able to touch so, so many people. It's, it's fascinating where what you've just said is really people need to feel good about themselves. And that starts with self-love. And yet most of, I would say, society is looking for that external validation, especially Mm -hmm. on social media, because they are missing that self-love. They're missing Mm -hmm. that positive um, view of themselves. And I love your message. I mean, what you're doing is so inspiring and people need to, to know. I mean, you and I, we went through a leadership training where they really explain what it meant to put the oxygen mask on yourself first. What they tell you in an airplane is put the mask on yourself first before the, the small child next to you. And I used to think that was morally decrepit. I would sit on a plane and I would sit in judgment. And if I could have, I would have stood in judgment against that saying at the time, I did not understand it until I realized one day, wow, if I was on a plane with my daughter, and the plane went down and I put the oxygen mask on her and I died in the crash. She, she survived and another dad and their kids survived. And that other dad raised my daughter. Someday my daughter's going to ask those kids, well, how did your dad survive? And she's going to say, well, he put the mask on himself mm. so he could put the masks on us. And she's going to ask, well, did my dad really love me? And that has profoundly changed my worldview and understanding the importance of Mm self-love in light of the golden rule. If we are to love our neighbor as ourself, the question is, wow, we really need to increase the self-love so that people can be loved more from us, not less. Oh yeah. Yep. And it's, yeah, I think it all starts with yourself for sure. Mm. The self-love, self-worth and I think one one of the areas for me, and I know you and I have talked about this before, but one of the areas for me that that comes up, and I think too for, you know, it can happen with a lot of entrepreneurs is in the desire, in, in the hustle game, you know, and yes. the like, go, go, go um, workaholic type of thing. And that has been one of my um, great areas of, of learning and growth and opportunity is to realize that for me personally, when I am go, go, go nonstop working all the time, even when it is work that I absolutely love and I'm like so excited about that when I go too hard and work too much, you know, my passions and the things that I love to do start to tire me out and exhaust Mm. me. And that is, that sucks. So (laughs) So, and then I'm not showing up, you know, in my personal relationships as much as I want to be because I'm focused Mm. on work all the time or I'm not getting enough rest and, and that, oh my goodness, the sleep thing for me has been a big, big shift in self-worth and self-love and, um, and in my ability to serve others and show up in my business, in my marriage, in my life, everything, because for so long, I was like, oh yeah, I can do everything. I'll just like, oh, that night I'll just sleep for four hours. I'm good. Mm. You know, and, and realizing it catches up to you and realizing that like not only health reasons aside, because four hours consistently not healthy for you. That's like, (laughs) it's really bad for you. Um, 
when I'm not feeling my most rested and I'm not standing in enough self-worth to like demand like seven hours of sleep, eight hours of sleep of myself, like I'm not going to serve other people as powerfully as I can. And so for me to be the most effective in, in every area of my life, you know, that was, that was one area prioritizing sleep in a serious way was one area for me that I really needed to, um, buckle down on. And I've gotten a lot better at, (laughs) um, with things, but even, even those small things. And, you know, it is about loving yourself first so that you can then love others and really put your vision and mission out into the world as, magically as it's meant to get out there. And, and yeah, so it's the oxygen mask on yourself before, um, put it in on everyone else. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. I love it. And what, what's, is there a specific moment in time where it finally clicked for you? Cause I, I'm sure there's a lot of people listening where like me, we don't have, we're working on increasing that self-love and, and working on the body image and, and working out and, and you've done such a good job at showing what's possible to both females and, and males, men and women out there. You're, you're just doing a great job at that. Was there a moment though, that it finally clicked, clicked in for you? Of like really loving the self-love Yourself. in a physical yep. sense, like from yeah. As far as, you know, thankfully, the body conversation and body image has not been something that I have really struggled with um, Mm. in my life, which is is such that's so special to me um, that that's not one of the, you know, damaging conversations that I've been living with my whole life. Like, sure, every once in a while, like something might pop up or you get a thought in your mind. And I I posted this on social media about a week ago or so, like there were legitimate times like in junior high school where I like not even kidding, like prayed to God for bigger boobs, like that kind Mm. of stupid crap, you know, Mm. which, which now looking back is so silly, but like thinking like back then, like little junior high me, I'm like, Oh my gosh, girl, like relax. Like it Mm. is fine. And Mm. And so from, but, but aside from those like little blips here and there that I think a lot of women deal with, like, thankfully the body image thing has not been one of my struggles. And I think that no matter where you're at in your body, like knowing that, yes, whatever the day it is, like you can always get to the next level, whether that's in strength, whether that's in endurance, whether that's in rest, you know, you name it, there's always a next level to get to, but always loving yourself inside and out exactly where you're at too. Cause mm. you know, there's, it's, you're not going to the gym and eating healthy because you're mad at your body and you hate your body. It's because you love it and you want to like honor your body and what mm. your body can do. And, and even if what it can do today is like, you know, maybe you're looking for getting a little faster, a little stronger, or yeah, maybe you'd feel better with a few pounds off or a bit more muscle on. And there's nothing wrong with that. As long as wherever you're at, you can also look in the mirror and love yourself, you know, and feel good about where you're at. Um, and, and I think there was actually a big moment for me, um, with, well, 
two moments that I'll, I'll talk about. I think with my, I did my first competition, my first bikini competition in April. So not that long ago and immediately following the competition. I mean, doing that, you know, it's a very interesting experience for anyone who's never done one yet. You're on a specific diet, specific workout plan. And I did it because I wanted a new physical goal to push for. I was feeling a little, you know, a little, routine in my workouts. And I wanted something to be competitive with and to really push toward. And so that was very much why I did it. And too, because I wanted to tighten up my habits in a lot of other areas too, like with my business. And I know, you know, the way you do one thing is the way you do anything. So Mm. I wanted to tighten up my fitness routine, my nutrition, and what I was doing there, like in a really new way in a really precise way and let that focus spread to every other area of my life. Um, and, and so those, those were kind of the two reasons I did it. And throughout the process, I thankfully did not have too much like kind of head trash going on about how my body was changing. Like it was really cool to me, like it very almost scientific to me, like every week I'm like, Oh, if I change like if my macros are changed this week one way, like this is the results with my body, like how cool. Or if I have like a ton of carbs the day before, like my muscles really pop the next day, like being able to see what those, how all of that affects your body was really fascinating to me and really a really fun learning experience. Um, And yeah, every once in a while, there were those days where I was like, oh my gosh, I look so bloated. What the heck? Like I thought Mm. I'm supposed to be moving forward. I'm not. And then literally the next day I'm like, oh, I was just being crazy. Everything's fine. And, (laughs) (laughs) but after the show, it was really interesting. Um, The two weeks after the show is when I started having some of those like weird, those weird conversations going on um, with myself and realizing too, I want to make it very clear for everybody listening, like the body that you step onto stage with for fitness competitions, that is literally only sustainable for that day. So Mm. the few days before that you're manipulating your water intake and your food intake in a way that is not sustainable. It's sustainable for like two days, three Mm. days, maybe a week. Some people do a week, but it's not long-term sustainable. So when you're dehydrated and not eating the normal amount of calories that your body wants, like, yes, your body is going to look different. And so whatever you're stepping onto stage with, like it's really important for people who are doing competitions and watching competitions to know that that picture on stage, that's literally like a four hour body. Because as soon as you start drinking water again, as soon as you have food again, you know, things shift. It's not going to shift dramatically, but yes, they change again. And the scale goes up. Like I think in my last week before my show, I lost an additional five pounds. I was so lean that, yeah, for me, it was really good to know. Like, I thought it was interesting to know, like, how my body is adjusting. But I also very much knew that that weight that I was stepping onto stage with was literally because I had no food in my body or water. Like, Mm -hmm. and I knew, like, oh, as soon as I get a drink of water after this show, like, my body's going to go back to my normal weight. And that's fine. For me, the stuff that kind of came up after the show was not needing to track everything. So I was no longer like I didn't have to plug all my food into, you know, my 
tracking app or everything. And my meals did not have to be exactly according to plan anymore. And so not having that structure. And and I want to say too, my prep was really felt really good the whole time for me. Like I wasn't having crazy having crazy cravings. Like I felt really, really good. So I'm very mm-hmm. grateful for that. But it was those two weeks following where, you know, those that those last couple weeks before the show, your things are really specific. And so for me, those two weeks after I was starting to have those like weird thoughts coming up and getting anxiety around eating, which I'm, I'm used to eating very flexibly and eating very intuitively. I eat very healthy. And that's how I coach other people as well is to eat intuitively and flexibly, you know, with some structure, of course, so that we reach our goals and we feel really good, but not tracking everything and not like, you know, having stress around food, because then that's not the point either. You know, it's supposed to be fun and enjoyable. And so it was really interesting experience for me to start having some of that food anxiety, even though I was eating healthy, like I was Mm -hmm. eating healthy, but it wasn't like, quote unquote, according to plan. And so there was some stress happening with that. And some of those conversations of like, oh, I look this way, or, you know, I can't eat that. Or if I eat that, I'm gonna have to go to the gym, blah, 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 like that kind of stuff. That's not healthy. And thankfully, I would catch myself pretty quickly when that would happen. And I'd shift out of that way of thinking. But it was unfamiliar territory for me for like two weeks, I think. And it, it was, you know, took some mental work. And Mm. And I think that having that experience, you know, as somebody who that's been a very far thing for me, um, has been really powerful in, in really applying that to what I do and has made me even more passionate about competing and about bringing that conversation of self-love, self-worth and confidence to the fitness space in an even bigger way. And, so much of the motivation for why I love to help people with their fitness goals. Hmm, it's beautiful. It's yeah. beautiful. What, Thank you. What is a, what are some suggestions that you see out there for people to get in better shape that they should stay away from that? The people that are listening mm-hmm. and the audience that's listening, um, you know, we're all trying to be better and some advice is good. Some advice is not good. What is yeah. some not good advice that you recommend people shine away from? Honestly, I, I mean, there's a lot to stay away from, of course. I think that kind of the biggest like blanket thing to stay away from would be if people are promoting some like you know, get lose weight really fast sort of thing, or just take this drink or this pill and you'll get X, Y, Z results or just do this. And this will happen. Like things that sound too good to be true when it comes to health and fitness are like, it's too good to be true. Like it takes work. That doesn't mean that it's going to be hard and that the journey is going to suck, but (laughs) being, (laughs) being healthy, like it's about, exercise and nutrition, like as simple as that, that's what it's about. So if you're not exercising and you're expecting to see really dramatic results or to add muscle, it's gonna, you're going to have to have a really, really precise diet to get there. If you are expecting to, you know, go to the gym, but then eat like crap all the time and wanting results, like 
you're also not going to get them. It's about a balance of exercise and nutrition. And with, with that, nutrition does play the bigger role. So nutrition is about 80% of the game. So if you've got, you know, really limited schedule or time or whatever the case is, you know, you're going to see more results by shifting your nutritional habits than your exercise habits, but both are really, really important. And so, so yeah, so that's my biggest thing is if it seems too good to be true or people are like, oh, you just do this one thing and then all of this happened. It's not likely that that's the truth or that that's healthy for Mm -hmm. you. So that's, that's my biggest thing to look out for is that it's still like, we still haven't like, we're not going to beat exercise and good nutrition. Like that's how it happens. Um, so being really intentional about any supplements that you're taking, like I don't recommend like fat burning type stuff or diet pills. Um, cause those often are gonna, you know, either they're full of unhealthy stuff or they raise your heart rate. Like, you know, there's, there's lots of crazy stuff out there that's promoted as healthy or that can, you know, help you lose weight, but it may be really, really bad for you. Hmm. So, so those are my, um, my kind of things. And then like any like creams for weight loss or like, you know, wrap kind of stuff or like waist training type stuff. Those aren't really effective solutions for health and weight loss either. (laughs) Hmm. It really comes from what's on the inside, what we put on the inside, what we have on the inside that, that motivation to work out and stay healthy and, and really comes from that self-love. So any external, um, application other than the food that we digest, that's, it's really not effective is what it sounds like you're saying. Right. Right. And, and I would say with that to kind of what is effective is like a few, like really quick things. And some of the most basic things, water. So hydrating, Um, if you can, I recommend that if you can get a gallon of water into your body every day, do it. Mm -hmm. That will make a world of difference for so many things. I mean, yes, for your appetite, because so much of the time when we are hungry, we are actually thirsty. So it will help with appetite control. It helps brain function. It helps your muscles recover faster. It helps your body flush out toxins. It's going to help with your joints, like everything. So Hydration, number one, if you can get a gallon of water into your body every day, especially if you're exercising, aim for a gallon. Um, and then I, I'm a huge fan of intermittent fasting. If anyone needs info on that, they can, of course, reach out to me. Yes. Um, and then moving your body every day. That doesn't mean going and spending two hours at the gym every single day, but moving your body. Like, getting up in the morning, having a glass of water and going for a walk outside, just getting your body moving. So those are my like super basic tips. Like even if all you can do as far as exercise is like 20 minutes a day or 20 minutes, three times a week, like get your body moving. Love it. Love it. And last question for you, for those out there uh, listening who are struggling with their, their body image right now, struggling with their, their self-love struggling with maybe life in general. And it all stems from that self-love, that positive self view. 
Uh, what advice do you have for them? Mm. With that, I would say that, you know, wherever you're at right now is exactly where you are supposed to be for what you need for yourself, your life, you know, for whatever you are working on. And I would say, I mean, I'm all about action and, um, you know, it's, it's great to think about stuff, but let's get into action. And so if people are struggling with that, with self-love, self-worth, body image, you name it, getting some affirmations and like daily mantras down. So I am such a huge fan of having a morning routine or morning ritual. And for me that some days it, it looks a certain way, some days it looks another day, but with the main focus to be to start your day with activities focused on grounding you for your day with mm. yourself and what your intention is for the day. And so having affirmations that you do, and if, if it's about body image, you know, making sure that you've got some affirmations in there that speak to a supportive body image, you know, like, and, and saying things like I love my body inside and out and it does like amazing things for me. And my body is healthy and beautiful and whatever that is, that's going to support whatever you're working on. So having affirmations, doing some visualization, goal visualization, whether that's personal, professional fitness, you name it. So visualizing yourself as if you've already accomplished the things that you are working on it gets your brain starting to, you know, your brain and the subconscious will start to do the work to get there even faster. And you start to embody the attitude and the traits and the habits of somebody who has achieved those things. Um, and then, so that's, yeah. So what I say, affirmations, visualization, and then gratitudes. Mm -hmm. So when we're operating from a place of scarcity or lack or, negativity, the fastest way to switch yourself and get yourself out of that state is through gratitude and focusing outward. And while yes, you can have gratitudes that are about you, that's still, you know, putting that energy, that positive energy out. So I like to write down a couple of gratitudes every morning. And you guys like these can be so basic. I'm like, I had a great night's sleep. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> my leg is not as sore today as it was yesterday. Like That's it great. can be super, super basic and That's straightforward, great. but going from a place of gratitude is going to shift your brain into a positive and growth state. So mm. those are kind of my main um, action items and that I would recommend for anybody struggling with this self-love and self-worth stuff. I love it. Um, and it's so, so much about mindset. So yeah, affirmations, um, gratitude and visualization to really, um, start your day and anchor your day in positivity and growth and to feel really grounded in yourself. I love it. It has been such a pleasure having you on mm, the golden revolution you. today. You are awesome. And I just want to give uh, you a shout out. So if you want to follow Lauren, which you definitely should, uh, you can follow her on Instagram at Lauren Salon. That's S-A-L-A-U-N. So at Lauren Salon, find her, find her on Instagram, check out all her content. She's inspiring. She's awesome. She's incredibly kind. And I think a great role model for everyone 
to love themselves so that they can love others. My name is Lucas Mack. I appreciate you joining another episode of the Golden Rule Revolution. And I ask, please join me. Let's share this content. Let's inspire people because inspired people inspire people just like healthy people heal people. And the Golden Rule Revolution is about treating people like people and nothing less. I'm Lucas Mack, and I'll talk to you on the next episode. Yeah.